Ah, oh, hello again. This is the second time I'm talking to you this week. This is another episode of In Melbourne Last Week with yours truly, Ivan Pugioni. In case you're wondering who I am, I am the co-host of acclaimed Seinfeld podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character, and uh, this is my solo venture into conversation podcasting. So I hope you enjoyed episode one with Catherine Weaver. I certainly did. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, send me an email in Melbourne last week at gmail.com. I'm also on socials, Facebook and Instagram at in Melbourne last week. On Twitter, I did mention in the first episode that that's also my hashtag, but uh, turns out it was taken. So on Twitter, it's at I am last week. My next guest, uh, he's an ambassador for Beyond Blue and he's a personal trainer. His name's Shane Kelton, a very cool guy, very inspiring man. Um, he has a Facebook page where he documents his own battle with depression and anxiety, and this is called Shane Kelton, This Is Just The Beginning. I was really grateful to speak to him. It was a really good conversation, and it provided me into a, an insight into a person who is actually suffering from uh, depression and anxiety. And uh, yeah, it really opened my eyes into how important it is to have like a support network if you have mental illness, it's a very important thing. And uh, we also touched on a, a bit of his personal training business called Vitality Fit. Um, so his Facebook pages for This Is Just The Beginning and for his personal training, they're going to be in the show notes so you can peruse at your own leisure. Um, so some of the following content, it might distress some listeners. So if you are listening to this in Australia and you do feel you know distressed as you go along, uh, just give Lifeline a call, one three one one. One four. That's one three one 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 four. Or you can head to beyondblue.org.au where uh, Shane is involved with, and uh, you can seek immediate assistance. So, without further ado, here is my chat with Beyond Blue ambassador and all-round nice bloke Shane Kelton. Shane, thanks so much for being with me today, mate, or tonight. I really appreciate it. No worries. I uh, always love helping people out, so yeah, this will be good. Yeah, and I love helping people out as well, yeah, <laughs> like being on the show. It'll, it'll work well. Yeah, it should be fine. You're my second ever guest, so uh, this should be, uh, you know, should be pretty good. It'll, yeah, enjoyable. Well, yeah, one of many stories to come. <laughs> I look forward stories. to listening to the others as well as mine. So. Yeah, as do I, <laughs> I guess. So Shane, uh, I did mention in the introduction you are a, a personal trainer, um, and you are also an ambassador for Beyond Blue, uh, mental health organisation. Yep. So I work as a personal trainer, and at the same time as that, I got accepted as a speaker for Beyond Blue. So yeah, share my story um, to lots of different groups of people, from yep. school kids to I think the oldest person I've spoken to is about ninety-five years old. Oh, so. Right. Um, very diverse, so yeah, really rewarding at the same time. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, and you know, especially because you you've been um, battling your you've had your own battle uh, with depression and anxiety since uh, 2010, um, and you've actually set up a, a Facebook page where you document your you know your feelings and your thoughts. You you put them out there in the world, and uh, I must say, Shane, I do commend you for that. I think that's a very brave thing you do. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it's it's very good to at least you know, try and break the stigma, I suppose, you know, of mental illness and, you know, depression and anxiety. And, you know, it's great that you're, uh, you know, it's great to share your feelings, I guess, to the world. So, uh, Shane, uh, the, the, the page is called Shane Kelton. This is just the beginning. Yes, that's it. That's the page. <laughs> so, what what inspired you to create the page? So, I suppose I've had a, a long battle with mental health myself. And when I first came out and I was very open and honest with my family and friends about it. I had a lot of males 
um, that I looked up to at sporting clubs and um, friends from high school that came to me and explained that they were battling the same demons I was, um, yet they didn't have the ability to speak to their family or friends about it. So they were living this life where they weren't talking to anyone and I just didn't think that was right. I thought, you know, as a community, we should be able to speak about our feelings a little bit more and I knew that I, by speaking out, that I had a lot more help um, so I knew that it would help other people. So, um, yeah, created that page just to so spread the word wider than what I could with just in my community. And um, it's definitely been very rewarding since just hearing people, you know, message me in and tell me their stories and just say how much it's helped just listening to someone else and just to show that they're not alone in the in the path, even though when you you're battling a mental health condition you do feel alone a lot of the time so yeah yeah and if you've created like a a support network i guess yeah 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 it's like a mini yeah mini support network so yeah you get a lot of people getting in contact with you uh yeah i i do it's uh quite overwhelming sometimes getting them but um at the same time it's very rewarding hearing someone basically tell you their life story in a way and they've used some of the steps or They've picked up some of the signals through what I've written, yep. and that—that's, I suppose, that just reaffirms what I'm doing is helping other people, and that's that's a really good feeling for myself that I can help through my struggles. So yeah, so there's like a stigma, I guess, which is kind of, I guess, being alleviated, especially in the modern era where you know when people who suffer from depression or whatever, you know, they keep silent and they won't tell anyone. But I guess now in in the modern era, you know, a lot of people like yourself are, you know, telling people it's okay. You know, it's okay to speak about your feelings and and that sort of thing, and it's it's always good to have a shoulder to uh, to lean on. Yeah, I think that it's even when I started speaking out about it probably five six years ago, um, it was still a lot of stigma around it. But it's it's definitely come a long way in that time. But even hearing stories through Beyond Blue about when Jeff Kenner first started Beyond Blue, it's there was about twelve percent of the population knew about depression or mental illness in itself and now they reckon about 90 percent of the population um are aware of it yeah and maybe don't understand it but understand that it's a real thing Mm. and can openly speak about it so that definitely helps a lot of people out there who feel like they are alone and struggling so it's really good to be a part of yeah i'm sure and uh and speaking of of beyond blue i I did mention you are an ambassador so how did they i mean how did your uh working relationship with them start so, as I said, as I spoke about before, I wanted to speak out more and I didn't know how to do that at the time. So, I basically went on the Beyond Blue website and applied for everything I could. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> Getting your foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. And got a call a couple of months later saying they wanted me to come in and speak to me. And it was kind of set up like an interview, but it wasn't an interview. They just wanted to basically clarify that everything that I was saying wasn't made up because... Right. Okay. Um so, so how did you have to, you know, prove that you... Oh, it was it, mean, it was more just going through that story again and just retelling them the story and just clarifying the details and stuff like that. Um, right. And I, I guess they wanted to check that I had the skills to actually speak in front of a group of people. Oh, of course. Yeah, because um, not everyone can do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then from there, that's it's been three years since I started speaking with them and yeah. I just share my story Um explain what beyond blue do a little bit as well yeah um and just basically answer questions to help people out along the way so 
Yeah. So where have you uh, where have you done your talks? I mean, are they have been in have they been schools or community centres or like what what's the most memorable one for you? Uh, well, I think <laughs> there's a couple that stand out. Um, I, I always love doing um, high schools. Um, it's funny, but I always tell this, but kids always ask questions. Oh, of course. Which is what's this? Yeah, Why? How? Yeah. When? So it's that's really good to have the kids actually ask the questions because they obviously care about the subject and they're obviously asking because they're interested in for themselves or for a friend or family member that might be suffering. Yeah. And I find that's um, that's probably going to help in the next 15 to 20 years, not just in the interim, short term. Yeah. Um, but I still remember my first one in Geelong three years ago. So I was... Uh, very nervous. I had a couple of beers before it. Um, <laughs> they, they say that you shouldn't drink before you do it I, you know, public it, speaking. It was, a, I, it was just a couple, just easing All right, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who, there was a, a guest there as well in the night and he was a very famous Hawaiian guy. I don't know his name. Aloha. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I had, after I told my story, he went up and he did his thing and I had a lot of people come up to me saying, we wish you just spoke tonight because oh. he just kind of bragged. Oh, right. He, yeah. just, he just rambled on. Yeah. yeah. So, And then I had a guy come up to me and I will always remember this because it was the first person that basically opened up to me of a, a stranger. Sure. And he said that he was living with um, schizophrenia and not even his brother or his mum knew and he oh. lived with them and um, just me speaking up gave him the confidence he was going to make that com- make that conversation happen over the next couple of weeks going wow. forward and unfortunately i never hear from these people again but that was really rewarding rewarding knowing he had the confidence to actually yeah. come up and tell me and yeah yeah when we sort of looked across the room we could see that he was um popping medication on the night so he obviously was feeling it a little bit on the night because obviously things would have rehatched for him on that night so it was really good to hear that he came out and said that. So I think I'll always remember that being my first speaking gig, I suppose. And that must be so rewarding for you to pe- for people to actually come up to you and, you know, tell you their story. Yeah, I I love hearing people's stories because it, I suppose, what other people feel as well. They don't feel alone. I don't feel alone when I hear people's stories because sometimes, you know, I go up there and I might have had a bad day before I actually go up and speak and it kind of can be emotional. Of course, yeah. Um, so it's good hearing other people's stories as well because then you sort of bounce ideas off each other because what works for me might not work for someone else and someone might have another great idea which works for them, which might work for me. So it's really good to hear stories and share stories because you just you just learn more about other people and then you learn more about yourself. So yeah. it's really rewarding having those discussions with people. And, and speaking, yeah, and speaking of those ways that you mentioned before, was it like trial and error or did you already know did you kind of have an idea of, you know, like the thought processes and the ways in which to cope with with um, your situation? Uh, nah, a lot of trial and error. Yeah. A okay. lot of learning. I would say just learning every time something bad had happened and whenever something good happened, take note of it and do that more often. Right. So it's just, it's just learning along the way because there's so many ups and downs um, and if you don't, like, acknowledge their downs and you don't learn from them then when they come back they don't get better yeah you just you just sit with them so it's always learning from the mistakes and everything along the way and just accepting them so yeah trial and error for years i suppose <laughs> yeah excellent man well, you're still going yeah still going yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course well, we're all learning yeah you know? there's, so. there's always lots to learn lots of new people to meet and yeah. uh, and to, to inspire like you're doing now yeah 
is great. Um, so uh, you're also a personal trainer, and you have your own business called. Uh, you're actually wearing the uh, the tank top right now, and a bit of bit of promotion there. Don't <laughs> worry, I'll, I'll put your um, Fidelity Fit Facebook page on on the show notes uh, cool, as well, cool. and uh, <laughs> as well as your uh, this is just the beginning page. That'll yeah. all go on there. Cool. So uh, the whole world, you know, hello listeners, <laughs> second episode. How many of you are out there? Hello, hello. They yeah. can all uh, they can tune in. They can tune in and whenever they like in yeah. the convenience of their own home or at work or. Whatever. Yeah, good. And if they want to reach out, they're more than happy to as well. Of course. So always open to new people talk to talk to. Yes, definitely. And I'm looking forward to uh, to bring that out yeah. to the world. Yeah. Yes. So Vitality Fit, um, you, you mentioned before we started uh, recording that you started it with your partner. So um, have you... Do you have a background in personal training or is this something which, like, have you have you always been in personal training or is personal training like a, a new vocation for you? Uh, so I started personal training three years i started my business three years ago so i started that by myself um and my partner has recently come on in the last uh, five months which has been really helpful for me because it means i have more time to share my story and help other people so that's been really beneficial Mm. um and it's going to help the business grow a little bit more as well so it's not something I I never really had a background in so probably four years ago i was probably at my heaviest um but i was also um, not my unhappiest, but I was very unhappy with who I was confidence-wise yeah. um, everything like that. So I actually got a trainer myself and I didn't lose any weight and I didn't really change, but my, I found by training and eating better, I found a happiness and a confidence I didn't, hadn't had before. Yeah. So I basically jumped in um to a pt course quit my job <laughs> nice um, that's the way to do it yeah. you know you throw throw all the the papers off your desk nah stuff it it, it was basically done. it was basically one of those moments i just have you ever it. seen jerry Maguire? i have you yes. know the how he resigns yeah, was it, it one was, of those kind of things it kind of was oh, yeah nice but i was a landscaper so it was there wasn't really throwing anything because <laughs> except maybe a shovel yeah maybe a shovel um <laughs> but yeah it was one of those moments where it was just i needed i wanted to help more people and I knew through physical exercise and eating and co- being coached myself, I knew if I coached people, I could help them mentally as well. And it didn't need to be, I guess, that I guess that direct talking about mental health. It was through a different avenue. So okay. it was good to have those two avenues for me going forward. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. And um, going back to, I guess, you know, physical activity, there have been many studies that, you know, have... Uh, concluded that physical activity can actually alleviate or at least assist people with mental illness. So, based you know, based on your experience, how important to you is physical activity to someone's mental health? I I won't say it's the be all and end all. I think no, so no, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but, there's, you know, there's so many yeah. different factors that go into it, but I think having physical exercise and um, just ex- any exercise, it doesn't matter if it's whether it's walking or swimming or bike riding or weight training or whatever it is i think having something there um for structure is really important for people with mental health or it doesn't even need to be mental it's just mental health um having structure is really important um, in life so and that's what exercise can bring to you um it also we're not even talking about the actual physical side of it yet but it can also bring you in a different community um you know you can go with family and friends on walks and stuff so that brings another aspect to it. And then obviously the physical side of things, you know, you do, you get confident and you feel like you can take on different aspects of the world. Okay, yeah. Um, so, and I definitely know that when I I might go through a lump of training where, or a lump of time where I don't train and I definitely 
feel like I'm not at my happiest through that period of time. And I definitely see it in a lot of my clients who might get a bit sick or might have a family drama and they don't train for two or three weeks. Yeah, something, you know, and life's so volatile, things yeah, can just happen, yeah. And, like, something yeah. happens and, yeah, like, you can't fit training in when stuff like that happens and completely understandable, but I find their mental their mental health deteriorates over that time as oh, well. Oh, so wow. okay. I can, I can see it in other people as well and myself especially. I mean, I had two hip surgeries last year and didn't do anything for about two months and... It was one of the lowest points. Like, I'd been in four or five years just because I couldn't get outside. Yeah. Um, and it, I like, couldn't really walk around, I think. Especially a fit, muscular guy like yeah. yourself, you know, not it doing was, any physical activity. That's a bit uh, a bit of a downer. It was crazy for me. Oh, I, it would have been, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just watch Netflix or you just read books? Or? Yeah, pretty. I was Foxdale pretty oh, much. Foxdale, yeah. 7. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. going to my crime shows again. and Oh, crime, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Good, yeah. So uh, I saw on your Facebook page you're training to be part of world's toughest mutter in 2019. Um, so what is uh, to those who might not know what is world toughest world's toughest mutter? World's toughest mutter is a 24 hour obstacle course. So it's it's basically um, tough mutter over 24 hours um, in America. So there was a few in Vegas, but they've now this year's been moved some to somewhere else in America. Um, it's yeah, it's just a it's ten mile lap. Um, there's obstacles throughout. Some of the obstacles, if you don't do the obstacle, you have to do an extra run at the end of the lap. Oh, and that's punishment. Yeah, so there's <laughs> punishment to it. So it's very versatile. But the what I love about it, I did an obstacle race a couple of years ago, and then I had my head to have my hip surgeries. But it was the fact that. Um, there's always there's, there's obstacles at parts of the race and it reminds me of life like there's always going to be obstacles in life and yeah. you have to find a way to get through them get over them get under them or around them or whatever it is so it's a really good feeling having that challenge in a race yeah so the mud um, is very symbolic to you yeah so I, I, I love that side of it yeah yeah, and, it's yeah. definitely something that I, I feed off and it, it makes me quite emotional talking about it but also when I do train for it and run for it it means something it means more to me than just a race um it means you know that i can do something i've achieved something so and i think a lot of people do feel like that through those races so i'm sure yeah you know doing the world's toughest mud or something like that i could never do it <laughs> it's just not my not in no, my capacity not, not your cup of tea not my cup of tea <laughs> no i'd rather just sit on the sidelines having and, a beer and yeah you know cheering you on shane <laughs> oh, and i'm i'm happy if people want to do that as well yeah. I, I love the support so um yeah it's something like that I really want to do and it might be something I do once yeah. and uh, move on from because it, it's going to be quite grueling next 18, 24 months training and then doing it. Um, sure. So it might be something I do once and then trim back and just enjoy yeah. life a little bit more. Of course, of course. <laughs> so have you have you started training? You, you said you were starting to train for it, right? Yeah, so yep. I'm just basically after the hip surgeries, I'm, I had, I've got a bit of a back disc problem as well. Okay. Um, so I'm easing into it very slowly this year is just about getting my strength back through my body um doing a bit of uh, ninja training at a place called the compound in mornington um so I'll, I'll go there once a week and i won't be doing much running so it's more focused on building up that strength and the you know this endurance through the obstacles so then next year i can concentrate a lot more on the on the running because it, it can 
be 50 to 75 miles you run over that period of time so i don't want to start doing the running now because then i might burn out by the time oh, i get there of so course. build the strength up this year and then next year yeah really focus on the running side of things and then just maintain the strength and the power and stuff like that and, and ninja training is that like ninja warrior yeah you mean so, so it's just oh, okay those kind of obstacles yeah so it's basically um there's a place in Mornington which I go to which I started going to which a lot of the ninja warriors actually train at yeah. so it's really good feeding off them they're what I've what I find with health and fitness people is they're just so supportive of everyone around yeah and like I go down there and like they've been on the show and finished top 10 in the show yet they'll help me out with obstacles because I'm basically a beginner at the moment they're very just, selfless people yeah very yeah. selfless people they're not yeah. like they're very humble and so that's a really good feeling going down there and feeling welcomed and you know even though i'm starting at the bottom um it's going to be an enjoyable year and be interesting to see where i am in 12 months time or oh, maybe next year we'll see you on ninja warrior or wasn't there this spartan one on channel 7 yeah, yeah. i heard the spartan one wasn't too flash but yeah i heard i ninja warrior i think i tried to copy ninja warrior a little bit but yeah, yeah. um i haven't watched it so i won't take too much on that <laughs> uh, you might be a contestant next year Never well, know. you never know. If you, you win, know. once you win the world's toughest matter, you'll be like, "What's next?" Yeah, what's next after that? So, <laughs> Ninja Warrior. We'll see. We'll see where we go. Yeah. So, I guess personal training and, and mental health. I guess the most common theme would be um, networking and support. Uh, I guess the biggest aspects of those. Yeah, it's definitely it's huge. We, I used to do a lot of one-on-one training. Um, then, as I grew clientele, I went to sort of group a lot more group-based stuff and. A lot of my clients were really worried about it, but I've definitely found that they feed off each other and they feed off the support um, a lot. And, you know, we've got community Facebook groups as well, which they, you know, they share bits of their story and other people are like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what we did to get through that. Or they'll share their food prep and everyone will kind of go, well done, that's awesome. And so the support like is huge yeah. right throughout. And that's, that's huge, like, I've, and I've got my own support network of trainers that I work with um, right throughout what we do so I can bounce my ideas off other trainers. And I think that's really important that because it's such a competitive market at, at one point, one end of the scale, but we're all in it for the same re- reason. We're all in it to help people achieve something they want to achieve. Yeah. So having that support network for me is really important as well because sometimes it feels like, you know, 50 people want something of you and you're just like, I'm just like one person and I might have a bad day once and once every now and then. So it's good to actually bounce off another trainer and they're like, look, it's okay. You're just a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. Just Let's don't... take it one day at a time. Yeah. yeah. So, cause sometimes it feels like the world's caving in on you because you do, you have people that need you and rely on you a little bit and they want you and, and and that's that's what I signed up for. Yeah. Uh, that I I want that. But some there's some days where you just like don't want it at all. You just yeah. want to shut down from the world. But, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like any job. There's the good comes with the bad, really. And in the end, you don't really forget about those bad. That you forget about those bad days, and you just enjoy the the moments at the end of their journey when they've achieved what they've wanted to achieve. And that's what life's all about, really. Those moments, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Life is just moment after moment, and memory after memory, and learning from the bad and remembering the good yeah. and, in, and celebrating That's the it. victories. So. Yeah. And social media as well. I know it gets a bad rap and, I, you know, that incident with Facebook, you know, in the last week, how the, you know, it's been like the data breaches and, you know, everyone's been criticizing them. I know social media can get a bad rap sometimes, but I guess in this day and age, you know, you can just put up, 
you know, especially like for yourself, you can put up your, this is just the beginning page, which you have over 800 likes, yeah. which is yeah. very, very sizable, yeah. you know, base there. Yeah. You know, you can just put it up online and you can share your stories. It's, it's an amazing thing. I know, like I said, social media, you know, gets a bad rap, but, you know, there's some good things in it too. Yeah, I, I've always been, I actually get this question a lot from yeah. people. What do you think of social media? Um, <laughs> you mean in terms of like your initiatives or just in Mental general? health and, oh, in right. general. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I'm a big, I think social media is fantastic, but if if it's used in the right manner, yeah. Um, I, I think someone that sits on it all the time can get really stuck into it and, because it can be, it's a highlight reel, basically, for a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So, sometimes we, we sit there and we compare ourselves to a highlight reel and we forget that these people just aren't putting out the bad stuff. So, I think, yeah, like you said, it's very, very, it's a very, very good thing. Um, but at the same time, you can get sucked into it, mm-hmm. into a bad light. But Yeah, and then there's like FOMO, you know, fear of missing yeah. out and, and all that. Uh, for me, I can only see so many Seinfeld and Simpsons memes, you know, on Facebook before <laughs> I get over it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, it's the hundredth one. Fine, I better get off it. <laughs> They're all the same, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like, and social media definitely plays a big part in, um, I mean, podcasting uh, for one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we're doing. Um, yeah, which, yeah. Business blogging uh all of this kind of stuff so it definitely has a really good it's a really good platform to help a wider variety of people but it's just got to be used in the right way more often and you're definitely using it in the right way mate yeah yeah i I believe so (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you know you are um so i guess there'll be many listeners out there who i guess suffer from some form of mental illness who are probably listening to this now um what what advice can you give someone who's fighting their own battle? Like, what can you say, you know, for people who might be afraid to speak out or maybe they're not getting the support that they should be getting? I mean, what what can you say to those people? If they're not if they're not getting the support they're getting, I think they might be looking in the wrong circles because um, you know sometimes your family and your friends aren't the best equipped to deal with it because they might not understand it and. And that's okay. I've always learned that, you know, there's going to be people, some of my best friends don't understand it and I don't go to them for help because they can't do what I want them to do in terms of help. So it's finding the right support network. Uh, My first bit of advice is to anyone is to go to a doctor and get the mental health plan. Um, You know, doctors are so much more understanding of what's going on now and I would, you know, if the doctor says, no, I don't think you're ready and you really believe you need the help, then, you know, see, go back to and find another doctor um, and then speak to a psychologist or a counsellor or, or someone just to get how you're feeling off your chest because it, it might only take that one session to get it off your chest or you might have some deeper issues you've got to resolve. So that would be my first step. But, you know, the second step is want the help. I think a lot of my early journey i knew i was suffering depression anxiety and suicidal thoughts but i wasn't doing the things that people were asking me so i was searching for help from elsewhere but i didn't actually want to help myself and it it was because it was too hard so it's accepting that things are going to be hard and do them anyway Hmm. which is pretty brutal but you just don't need to do it if you want to get through it you've just got to you know realize that it's not going to be easy um nothing in life is easy you don't just you don't just go to prep and then all of a sudden you've got a full-time job you know you've got 13 years of school then you might have uni yeah 
when you get to a job, you start at the bottom, you work your way to the top. You don't just get handed to the CEO position on a million dollars a year. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> I so, wish. Yeah, we all wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've got to accept that there's going to be a bit of hard work to get through the demons. Um, but there is hope there and, you know, you can get through it. And I always think the lower the lower you feel, the more rock bottom you are, the more you actually have in life to look forward to because you're staring at the barrel of nothing and anything you do to improve that, I'm always thinking about a ladder. You're at the bottom of the ladder and the higher you get, the better the view. So the higher you get up that ladder in life, the better things are going to be for you. So you've just got to stick at it. Keep climbing that ladder. Yeah, keep climbing that ladder through the ups and downs and um, because there'll be downs again and you'll probably get brought down a rung, but you can climb back up. Yeah. There's no there's no way around it. And then you get better as you go. So, Shane Kelton, you're a very inspiring man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, thanks for being with me today. No worries. Thank you for having me. It was good. Yep, that was really enjoyable. Thank you so much, Shane Kelton, for being with me. And his Facebook pages, Shane Kelton, this is just the beginning. And his PT business, Vitality Fit, they're in the show notes for this week's episode. You can follow me on social media. I'm at Ivan C. Pugioni, P-U-G-G-I-O-N-I. Tough one to spell, but you'll find me. You can send me an email in Melbourne last week at gmail.com. I'm at Twitter at IM last week, Facebook and Instagram at in Melbourne last week. I'll see you next week with a brand new guest. So until then, this was in Melbourne last week with me, Ivan Pugioni. Bye for now.